I like traveling. I like uh, doing things and creating things that gives them, give us a memory. So that when we all come together or they come to my house or whatever, there's photos everywhere. And they can go through the books and, oh, my gosh, this is when, oh, my gosh, you know. So I like the memories. I like making the memories. That is the voice of Christine sharing some of her life story. This is Stacy Julian with episode 76 of Exactly Enough Time. This podcast is about being present. It is also about playful creativity and other things like curiosity, happy colors, and connection. I am a storyteller, and I love to interview interesting people and talk about what they do and why they do it. Listen up. I think you'll find inspiration for living your life and telling your story, because you have exactly enough time. Christine is one of more than 200 people who have sat down with Katie Chessman and her cameraman to create a life story video. You guys, today I have Katie Chessman on the podcast. She is the creator of the Listening Ear Project. Katie is doing a much needed work in our world and I cannot wait for you to hear from her. But before I go to our conversation, you guys, I have to share a speak pipe message with you that I received this week that made me so happy. This is Tracy talking about last week's episode or referencing, I should say, last week's episode called People, Places, and Things. Hello. I don't have anything to say about the podcast. It was great as usual, but the title reminded me about a meme that I read the other day. It said, I miss nouns, people, places, and things. Basically, I miss nouns. How cool is that with this COVID-19 that we're missing nouns? We're missing people, our friends, our family, our cousins. We're missing places, all the traveling that we would see and we're missing things. Just being able to go out to the store and buy a new dress would be something exciting right now. So I miss nouns. Isn't that just a whole lot of fun? Tracy, I miss nouns too. You are so right. But this is why your message made me smile from ear to ear. And that's because I often feel like I could have done a better job with that episode. It didn't quite feel finished. And when I listened to you reference that episode, I realized I don't have to finish everything perfectly because the listener, my friends, they get to finish what I start. That's the beauty of a podcast. And of course, I should know this because that's what I do with podcasts I listen to. But I just wanted to let Tracy know that she met a need for me in sending that message. And I appreciate it so much. And I have another message from Tracy that I'm going to share with you next week in episode 77. So make sure you come back to hear from Tracy again. 
And now back to my conversation with Katie Chessman. Katie is a home health nurse, a young mother, an entrepreneur, and a lover of stories. She has a listening ear. So listen to what she can teach you today. Okay, you guys, I have Katie Chessman on the podcast with me today. Katie, I'm so delighted to have you here. I'm going to just dive right in and let you tell my listeners just a little bit about you, maybe where you live, a little bit about your family, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So my name is Katie Chessman, like she mentioned. I'm from Utah. I live in Lehigh with my little family. Um, my husband and two kids. So we have a five-year-old girl and a two and a half-year-old boy. And I work part-time and mom 100% of the time. <laughs> that's right. Um, so yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. So Katie, I, I would love to talk to you all about your family because I love family. And so much of what you do actually has to do with family, but let's just pretend you're, you hopped in an elevator and you've got 30 seconds and someone says, so what do you do? How do you introduce you and this amazing effort that you are behind? Thank you. So usually I just say I film and interview elders to document their life stories and and then go on to explain that typically kids or grandkids will hire me to film their parent or their grandparent to create a keepsake video for them. Yes. And they are absolutely beautiful. I've watched so many of them. I actually, I followed you for a long time, but probably it's been maybe a month, three weeks, something like that. I watched a story one day and and you just said, look, you guys, I have a couple openings. And there was just something about that day in that moment. I heard you say that and I went, oh my goodness, why am I not having her do this for me, for my mom? So um, it's just kind of fun. So this, this listening ear project, and we're going to get back to my mom in a second, but this, you call it the listening ear project. Did you know what you were starting when you started it? Or give me a little bit of the history of how this even came to be. So I was working as a home health nurse at the time, and I was just fascinated with my patient stories. And I've always loved yeah. videography, but I was like, someone needs to, like the whole world needs to hear the story. This person is amazing. How is yeah. this not go in the world? And so um, I just asked one of my patients if I could, if I could document his story with his wife and they said yes. And so I just continued to do it for fun for a few years. Huh. It was just word of mouth. Like my neighbor has an amazing story. My grandpa, you got to go there, you know? And then um, yeah. it just grew and grew. And then it was obviously really time consuming with the editing and all of that. So I, I turned it into a business and now it's just my dream job. And I, yeah, I would have never guessed never in a million years that I would be running a business uh, that is entirely like what I enjoyed most about my job. Yeah. Okay. So two questions real quick. So do you still work as a nurse? I don't right now. Okay. I'm keeping my license, but I'm not practicing. So this is this is my job right now. And so you've and transitioned from that's amazing. So with the yeah. first time when you're in this patient's home, and you're like, I just I just want to like help you tell your story. What yeah. what was the response? And then how did you know you could do it? Have, do you just have this videography these videography skills on the side, or tell me about that? Honestly, I've I've probably spent hundreds of hours on YouTube. So I've, I'm completely self taught. And they were actually wow. really excited to do it when I asked them. And Glenn, her, the husband, actually unexpectedly passed away a couple months after I had filmed it. <gasps> and so the family was just so grateful to have them together in this home that they had built. And and that's when it hit me like, oh, this is actually like really important work. And so, yeah, yeah. that was 
very first one. Like this has an immense value. And and that's the thing is that people, I think we all know, right? We all know in the back of our mind, like I got to help my dad right. or I got to help my mom or, you know, I want to get these stories and life right. is just busy and, and we just, and then before you know it, in, in so too many cases, I would venture to say it uh, right. it's then too late. And then you're left yeah. to put together pieces and you're missing huge chunks of story but just someone's voice and the perspective and there as i watch your videos i'm just so drawn in by the facial expressions and yeah. you know, there's just so so much richness to it that that you're creating so it's amazing okay so i already mentioned i've totally hired you to create a life story video for my mother who yeah. who is aging and i've done i've told a lot of stories of her i'm kind of a scrapbooker not kind of i am a big time <laughs> scrapbooker <laughs> I've told lots of little stories. I've written blog posts. I've, you know, recorded her sharing certain things, but there is just something about the way you put these life stories together and the video that I'm so excited about. So I want you to just walk me through for other people that might be interested. What does that whole process look like? Yes. I am so excited, first of all, to interview Mo. <laughs> it's so fun. Um, so usually before the interview, I'll send over the questionnaire just so the individual has the questions and they can jot down their answers and kind of feel somewhat prepared and know what to expect. Um, yeah. And then I have them pull out some memorabilia. So if they have like old pictures of their wedding day or a family heirloom, I have them pull out important things that they want highlighted in the video. Or if they're going to tell a specific story, you know, I have them pull that stuff out and make sure the they know the setting should be quiet. Um, and then when we arrive, my cameraman and I will come. His name is Colin. And obviously with COVID precautions in place, we we show up and we have a small amount of equipment. So we just have a camera, a small mic, and sometimes we use a light, not always. Um, but I usually just chat with the person while he's setting up and kind of make them feel comfortable and safe. The biggest thing is just I try to create a safe environment where they feel like they're able to share and open up. Right. And so yeah. we chat with it and then we, we sit down and we dive into the interview and I usually start out with easy questions to answer. So it's usually like, where were you born? What was your childhood? Like, what did you do for fun? And then we kind of yeah. progressively dive in deeper to the more vulnerable questions and, and then go from there. So if you had to summarize, I mean, there's so much you could share with us, but if you had to summarize, maybe what you've learned talking to these, and I consider them the wisest members of, of our society. They have the life experience, right? They've done the hard things that, you know, that we're doing now. They've lived through so many different episodes personally and, you know, in a broader sense. What do you think you've learned? I've learned, I mean, I could, I, I've learned everything from what it means to be a hard worker, to be humble, to be grateful, what, like just true grit, how to get through something difficult. Yeah. But, um, the overall message that I've learned would probably be the importance of our relationships, right? Like I always ask, what is your greatest accomplishment? And almost every time it boils down to the relationships in their life. And um, uh, yeah. I couldn't decide which one to talk about. But another thing that I've learned is just how to view people as, as people. I almost see them like as their souls. I don't, I don't necessarily see them as their age or what they have accomplished or whatever. It's just we have this deep connection and it's allowed me to view people as the incredible human that they, that they are. And I think sometimes even with ourselves, yeah. we just don't see ourselves in that light, but I'm able to see these people, oftentimes strangers. And it's, it's been so beautiful to have this new perspective and how I view people. 
Okay, so you're right that that is sometimes hard to to view or to appreciate in ourselves. Has that helped you though feel different about you right now as a young mom with you know in your relationships with your husband and children? Oh yeah, definitely. And and you know sometimes I mean this is my passion, right? I love my work, but but I often remember those interviews where where they talk about you know their family being their greatest accomplishment. And sometimes I have to slow down and realize like, I don't want to miss the mark here, right? Like I'm hearing this from so many people at the end of their life. And like, am I taking that advice and applying it to mine? So it's it's definitely a good reminder. I mean, what a great gift to have a work that does redirect you right back to what what you already know is most important, because that is that's really hard sometimes, you know, is to not get caught up in in all of it. So so I bet I know you've like countless things you could share, but do you have a particular funny moment or tender moment either that was part of the interview process or something that one of your guests has shared? Oh my gosh, so much. I mean, I've interviewed at least 200 individuals at this point, but wow. a couple that stick out to me. So I've talked about Bill before many times, but a man named Bill, he was a he was a Marine in the Korean War and I went over to his home and he um, told me all about the experiences he went through. He went through a lot of trauma as a young boy, a, a young man. Wow. And we just cried together and he talked about his PTSD Aww. with me. And it was just very, very beautiful. And it just an honor that he opened up to me about um, his experiences. I've had a few opportunities now to film people who were in the late stages of cancer. And one of them in particular, my neighbor, I filmed him taking care of his wife in her last days and mm. he talked to me about their relationship. And I just feel like those moments, I just feel honored that I'm able to document them for their family members. Um, but on the flip side, like I've had some of the most fun, lively, just full of personality interviews. I interviewed a couple named Dennis and Sheila and we we laughed through the entire oh. interview. I couldn't even ask them a question because we <laughs> dying the whole time they were just feeding off each other and so I've I've felt obviously I've experienced some of the most vulnerable emotional parts of people's lives but I've also filmed and documented the most joyful and funny and fun moments of their life as well so I feel grateful that I oh my goodness the you know the whole the whole thing it's it's just an honor all of it. So now this is because I all of a sudden I don't know because you mentioned Chile. So are you always doing interviews in person or is there any way that you do this like remotely? Talk to us about that. That's a really good question. Um, <laughs> I get people reaching out almost on the daily out of state and obviously travel is really difficult, especially right now. So I am eventually going to create a package that will be, I don't know whether it will be through Zoom or or something because I want to be able to help people document these stories. And the quality yeah. might not obviously be as like intricate and all of that. Right. But I think the most important thing is just to get the story documented. And so yeah. I will eventually be launching a, a package in the future. That is so exciting. Because like you did talk, and I want to back up just for a second. I know that, you know, you sent me um, those questions to share with my mom and to help. I'm I'm in Washington State. My mom is closer to you in Utah, so my sister is going to help out. So it's been kind of fun to just coordinate, you know, the three of us. And yeah. um, and I, because I know you have her pull out some, like you say, some memorabilia or just, you know, a scrapbook or you can go down into a certain room where, you know, so you're creating kind of what, I guess it's B-roll, right? And then so you kind of, you do the interview and then you're able to sort of um, put in some of those, those 
the other things that you film to add color and to add interest to the to the video when you're done. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And I like to, you know, if they have a specific story, I'll put a picture with it and yeah. So yeah, to coordinate it. And it's just fun. It's fun to see those old pictures and things that really bring the story to life. Yeah, that's just it's just it really is amazing. You guys, I'm gonna make sure to link to a couple in in the show notes videos that Katie has made. And then of course, you know, we'll link to your website as well. But I would absolutely encourage people to go watch because if 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 someone lives so far away, you know what I mean, from you, let's maybe transition now to, well, first of all, what have you learned about telling your own story? I'm curious if you're doing something now with your kids um, and your family to sort of just remember these, the details, the kind of details that you're pulling out of people. Are you doing something in your own life? Like that, there's, there's always so much, but are right. you doing it? You know what's funny is that I probably should be doing more, but because I'm so busy documenting other people's families, yeah. like, I need to be better about myself. I am really good about pictures and, and videos. Yeah. Um, I created, you know, birth videos and one-year videos for my kids, and I like to record travels. And, but there are so many ways to document. Like, I don't think it needs to just be video. It can be writing, Absolutely. audio. It can be pictures. It, you know, there are so mm-hmm. many ways. So I'm, I'm doing my best, but I'm also doing a lot for other people, which I feel, I feel grateful for. Well, you obviously feel called to do it and you've got gifts that, you know, that align so beautifully with that. So, but I, I do love that you're just, you know, and like you say, just pulling out the camera and just taking pictures, but I love that you're stopping and creating short videos for, for your kids too, because it makes yeah. such a difference. Okay. So now what advice, if someone lives too far away um, you know, and, and can't hire you per se, what advice do you have for those of us that do have aging family members? Like, are there a couple, you, you mentioned asking easy questions and then sort of building up to those things that are, that, that create or require more vulnerability. Give us some tips on maybe doing something similar in our own lives with our own family. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is just making them feel comfortable. Right. And, um, maybe just having a casual conversation and it totally depends on the person. Some people are very private. Others are very open and you can ask them um, if it's too much to do a full interview, you could ask them a question a week. It doesn't have to be a full interview as yeah. long as you, you know, get those stories down. But like I said, I like to go through the interview chronologically. And so I like to ask questions about their childhood, what they did for fun. If they got in trouble as a kid, um, I like to ask what, what their favorite memories were with their parents or grandparents. Um, yeah. Then, you know, further along when they do feel more comfortable, the the one that opens the floodgates is asking them something difficult they've been through and how they've gotten through it. And then I always end with asking if they could give any advice to future generations or uh-huh. their family, what would it be? And that's like that's the golden nugget, the one yeah. the one thing that, you know, if they do and when they do eventually pass on, you'll have their piece of advice. It's amazing. So, and I'm thinking for me sometimes, I mean, like, I love how you talked about sometimes people are very forthcoming with like, let me just tell you, and they go mm-hmm. off and start rambling. And and sometimes you really have to, you have to develop, I'm sure you have, right? The ability to dig a little bit deeper. Like they'll give you a super short answer and you're like, okay, I need more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what do you do in those two situations? I'm just curious when someone yeah. rambles and you're like, oh, you're going off into left field. This is <laughs> no longer going to be interesting. How do you redirect that? That's the first question. Yeah, I do. I, I guess it's an art that you have to kind of learn how to redirect, yeah. but you just yeah. kind of slowly bring them back and be like, I don't, I don't know how I do it. I just do it. But yeah. um, 
kind of have to rein them in. And, and oftentimes I let them talk like this is the joy for them. They're being listened to. They're being heard. And um, yeah. Yeah, grandpa might be telling the same story he has 20 times, but it's obviously like an important part of his life to him. So yeah. um, there are ways to kind of redirect and just bring him back um, to home base. Huh. And then for someone who's reserved, I would say that you do have to honor their boundaries, right? Like a lot of veterans right. don't feel comfortable talking about their experiences, um, right. but there is a fine line between, um, you know, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Um, how were you feeling at the time? Follow up questions you can ask that you can maybe yeah. uh, get more out of them, but you just have to kind of gauge that with your intuition and, and yeah. make sure they don't feel too uncomfortable. And, and do people actually say to you, I don't want to talk about that? Have um, they ever said that's that? Been, that's been rare. There have been, yeah, there yeah. have been a couple certain topics that, and before my interviews, I let the person know, like, we can skip any questions, we can remove any, you can add certain ones in. So kind of customize yeah. a little bit to make sure there aren't, you know, sensitive topics that are brought up, but yeah. It, totally depends on the person. Yeah, I'm sure it does. So real quick though, and I think I, I forgot to ask this in the beginning. So tell me about the name, actually the listening ear project. Did that just come immediately yeah. to you or, or, um, you know, how did you name this, this effort, this business? Right. So, well, through my, through my work as a nurse and an interview interviewer now, um, I've just found that oftentimes the older generations are kind of ignored. They aren't really heard mm -hmm. and placed on them like they're old frail many people find them to be irrelevant and I wanted a name to describe what I do right which is lending a listening ear to yeah. elders and I hope that through my work I can encourage other people to listen to listen and learn from this generation because I've learned so much and just want to share that with other people but when I when I came up with the name um it, it has multiple definitions because I don't think we need to only listen to seniors, right? I think we need mm -hmm. to listen to those who are suffering, those who are hurting. We need to listen to the marginalized. We need to listen to our loved ones, our friends. Mm -hmm. um, listening is almost lost in our world because we're too busy talking over each other. We're too busy mm. on our phones, which I'm totally guilty of. But it's just being a listener to mm -hmm. anyone anyone who needs to be heard. Gosh, that is so, so well said. And man, I couldn't agree more. And I feel especially, yeah, just with the people who right now are around you, you know, just even if we just walk away, if we all walk away from this episode today and just say, I'm going to listen more today. And I know you've heard that, but the same letters and listen are the same letters and silent. And it really, truly does mean you have to just be quiet, like put yeah. your devices down, look into someone's eyes and just, you know, talk to me. Right. Um, yeah. That I was, was such a gift. I was talking to my cameraman about this because we did an interview recently and we were talking about, you know, the whole interview strategy and, and getting someone to open up and all of that. And, and I was telling him, you know, I need to tweak this and this. And he said, you know what, you, the most important thing you can do is make them feel like you're genuinely listening, right? Like making yeah. eye contact and making them feel yeah. like you're actually listening. And that's when someone will feel heard. Yeah. So it's the, it's the body language. It's the, here's another question. How many different types of videos, you know, when someone wants to hire you, you do a couple of different storylines or what would you call that? The different approaches you take? Most people do the life story, which is like start to finish the whole person's life. But then I have these mm -hmm. mini stories, which are other ways of documenting that might be a little more fun, creative. So I have like a family recipe option. So I would come film you and your grandma making her famous cinnamon rolls. Um, oh I my gosh, that's have, so cool. Yeah, I yeah. have 
a home tour where I'll, you know, if your grandpa built this cabin or his home, we'll go through each room and talk about the different memories in each room. I have a hobby highlight. So if your grandma loves to knit or sew, your grandpa's a woodworker, I'll, I'll film them in their element and how they got into that. And, um, and then I have story time so they could read, you know, a children's book and your grandkids could have, their grandkids could have that forever. Um, so I have a lot of different options, but most people go for the life story, which I yeah. don't blame them because that is, that is the whole person, you know? Yeah. That's amazing. You've come up with all those different ideas, which each of them, I'm, yeah, I mean, you really do get so many different um, aspects of someone's life by licking. I love that recipe, hobby. I watched one this morning. I think it was called Henry's Hike. Oh, yeah. I can't remember his first name. Oh my gosh. It's so <laughs> stinking cute. I know. This, right? Elderly man. And he's doing push-ups next to his car before he goes out on his... Every day. And that hike is hard. I hate that yeah. hike. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's such an amazing thing that you're doing. I'm just so glad that you were willing to come on and talk to me. Now, tell people how they can find you. Okay. If they want to learn more and they just want to follow even and just be inspired by what you're doing. How do they connect with you? Thank you. Um, so you can find me on Facebook or Instagram, and it's at The Listening Ear Project, or my website, which is www.thelisteningearproject.com. Yeah. And you guys need seriously go to her website and just Thanks. watch a couple of videos. It, you'll be just sold so fast on, <laughs> on, you know, on what you're doing. So. so now at the end of my interviews, I have a couple questions that I love to ask. Um, the first one is called People, Places, and Things. So I'd love you to tell me, and this can be more about the Listening Ear Project or not, okay. about a person, a place, or a thing that has your focus right now. Oh, man. Um, well, I can't really announce it yet. All I can <gasps> say is something big is coming that I've been wanting to do for a long time within the next few months. So it's, oh. a, new, it's a whole new chapter of my business that I'm very passionate about and I I can't wait to share more. Oh my goodness. I kind of want to make a guess. No, <laughs> I really won't. <laughs> all my time right now. I'll just leave it at that. But. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. That's super exciting. So you guys need to go follow her so we can all right be ready for when you're ready, when you are ready to make the announcement. Oh, that's good. I hope it has something to do with training other people to do what you do, but you know, who knows? Um, okay. And then my last question is um, I'd love you to fill in the blank. I, Katie, have exactly enough time and then tell us. Hmm, this is a good one. To pursue my passion and be a mom. You know what, Katie? Can I just tell you, because I am a much older woman, mother than you are. Can yeah. I tell you that I believe that with all of my heart? I believe you, Katie, and every other young woman feels there are just moments where you feel torn mm -hmm. and you feel like there isn't enough time and you have to just solely focus on your little kids when they're little. And then at some point you'll have, and I believe you can do both, yeah. not all day, every day, right? but you know, in pockets, right? And yeah. that, ugh, I just am so proud of you for like, you don't even, I don't even know you. I've never met you in person yet, but I legitimately, when I, when I watch your stories, right, just as much as I do believe I know you, I just champion exactly what you just said, that you have time to do both, yeah. you know, balance. You have to constantly strive. And there's days when you're like, wow, what did I sign up for? But just keep doing it because you're blessing people's lives and you're amazing. So thank you so much. 
Thank you so much. I'm going to call you my friend because I think we're friends now. Yes, now we've talked. And as soon as you interview my mom, then you're going to go way <laughs> too much about me anyway. <laughs> but I appreciate you coming on. You're amazing. Keep yeah. doing what you're doing. Okay. You're inspiring. You. You're okay. Thanks, Katie. Okay. So this is what I think you should do. I think you should skip Netflix tonight and you should just stream one of Katie's stories on your TV. Gather anyone who's in your space with you and say, come sit down and let's learn about this person. Even if you don't know them, these stories are so remarkable. I loved the story of Christine and I just shared you know, a snippet at the beginning of today's episode. I've posted her story and a couple others in the show notes at stacyjulian.com. Of course, just begin following Katie right now so you can learn more about her journey and and be ready when she tells you the next big thing but visit her website and see if you can learn from her so that you can become more aware of the stories you need to help someone tell in your own life okay you guys you're fantastic thank you for listening week after week thank you for your questions for next week's episode thank you for your ratings and reviews i love creating this podcast for you and i appreciate so much the fact that you're listening and sharing it with your friends i will be back next week with another episode of exactly enough time 